0: Well, hello, everyone, and uh, warm greetings from the French-speaking part of Switzerland. My name is Debbie. I um, have been your co-host for a while now uh, and uh, really excited to facilitate yet another monthly roundup conversation, this time around the topic of lifelong learning. So this is something that is not niche. It's applicable to all of us in all stages of life. Um, And uh, I'm really excited to do a deep dive uh, with the guests today. Um, I think everyone by now should know what the monthly roundup is about, but if you do not, or if this is your first time coming in contact with the monthly roundup, it's a platform where we get to process some of the content on the ELLC, uh, the European Leaders Learning Community, Um, and give you a taste of what some of those contents are and also hear some wisdom and personal experiences from our guests Um, and hopefully that inspires you to go and uh, look into the material that is already on there. And today joining me are two amazing people. Uh, First, I will introduce uh, Juan, who I just... Learn how to pronounce his name properly. <laughs> uh, so, Juan is originally from Colombia, currently lives in uh, Thessaloniki in Greece, uh, part of the leadership there, and uh, works, um, yeah, with the, repioneering the biome work in Thessaloniki. So, uh, welcome, Juan. Really excited to have you on, and I'm excited to listen even more to what you have to bring. Um, and we also have Alisa, who is originally from California, uh, currently lives in Northern Ireland uh, and part of the community in Restrover. Uh, she coordinates the staff care and the development of the base and also the media. So welcome, Alicia. Super glad to have you mm-hmm. here and looking forward to hearing your wisdom and your thoughts. Okay, so let's dive in. The monthly topic is... Uh, lifelong learning. Uh, We were already talking before we hit record and I think that you guys have really great things to share but uh, Juan maybe we'll start with you. What stood out to you? What is uh, lifelong learning to you? And um, yeah maybe kick us off with that.
1: Great. Yeah I think the content um, that you guys posted already is great. Uh, I think that each one of the the people brought something very interesting and uh brought some truth into yeah what it what looks like to to be always a learner and and to desire to to gather more um knowledge and information and keeping a humble attitude. It was a very good reminder of that uh but yeah, I think that um from some of the information that we got from camille uh something that 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 was highlighted to me was um The fact that we were made to learn uh, in in the relationship with God, there was always this interaction of, okay, well, we don't know something, let's go back to God and ask him, okay, how does this work? Um, Even when he put Adam and Eve at the garden, uh, he gave them the role to administrate all that was happening around them, you know, and to get to discover um, all the species and animals and name them and all that, and I bet that it was a uh, a really fun time for them learning mm-hmm. uh, about all of those different things that were surrounding them, and so uh that already is kicking us off um, saying learning is a process in which you can also get closer to God mm-hmm. and not necessarily something that is just knowledge that you're gonna gather on your mind, but it 's something that you can get used to get close to God and um on your quiet times on your personal time so yeah processing things with God and and all that I believe that learning new things would be a very good key to to get closer to him so that was one of the things that that were highlighted for me from come from yeah
0: yeah absolutely I think that that's such a key point like sometimes when we do like oh you need to grow it sounds like a cool thing to do or just like a trendy thing to do but to realize that this is part of the human makeup it's that we cannot we're made to learn and to discover and there's there's a reason we're curious and we have questions Mm -hmm. um and that also helps us to uh practice the the belief in christian faith right that god is uh knowable right like it's not just something uh far out beyond our reach that when we are curious and we ask questions and we put an effort that we do discover and we do learn and grow. So thank you for bringing that uh, point up, Juan. I think that that is definitely a good reminder about the basics of why, like why build uh, learning rhythms in life? Well, it's because God created us with that. Um, Cool, very, very nice. Uh, Alicia, what are some of your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I really love this topic especially because it's uh, to be an actual learner and to be intentional is not something we often talk about. Um I think it's it's obvious in ourselves that we need to learn things, but to actually create that culture within ourselves, we don't often talk about the practicals of that and yeah, the the articles and the um talks have been just amazing. I think something that stood out to me was when we were talking about intellectual humility, and what Andre was saying, and that it's, yeah, the Bible really values wisdom and knowledge. And that's something that we don't just need to throw out our critical thinking um, and follow our heart, but it's actually something that is a value, but it's a value when we approach it with humility and not approach it with arrogance and ego. And so that really, yeah, got me thinking about how I can apply that to my own life, where, where in my life am I using knowledge for my own self-interest, and how do I change that into humility, and um, so, yeah, that was really encouraging to hear, and gave me a lot to think about, especially, um, yeah, when we're in this University of the Nations, or we're in these training schools, and how to not only just Um, know that we're learning but also be intentional about creating a culture for our community yeah that's absolutely
0: true I when you're talking it reminds me so personally this year I've been doing a study and paying a lot of attention to wisdom like what is Mm -hmm. the distinction between wisdom and information the distinction between wisdom and knowledge And I think that that's it right there, that like in a community uh, of YWAM, that we're not just learning because we want to know, you're learning because there is a a wisdom an application that you can apply to the world that would perhaps show more of God's light or bring um, more of redemption in an area or to a person. And so that also I think is really important these days because knowledge and information are at at our fingertips and we can get really lost. Well, if you're like me, you can get lost in like information because I like to know stuff. I'm always like Googling things and doing like research just to sort of satisfy or pursue some curiosities. But I think it's important to remember that it's not just for that. Uh, the application of wisdom is really key in um, our learning journeys. So my next my next question would be like what practically ha- has resonated with you guys from uh, either the the material I put out this month or for yourselves like your experiences what have you done in order to foster or uh, create rhythms of learning to make sure that this is something that is uh, alive in your life.
1: Yeah, that's um, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so that um, I will be able to to tell you the amount of things that I've done in in my personal work uh, to to keep myself learning. You know, I think that um, yeah, I mean, just maybe. As you were sharing with us before uh there are people that naturally loves reading books that naturally loves getting more information getting more understanding of things just naturally doing the research work that is that is needed you know and um uh but for other people and maybe even for the same person but in different in different areas of life um things are not as they don't come as easy as as we wish or hope that it will be as easy, you know? For some people will be way easy to learn uh, languages and for other people will be way easier to learn how to run the finances of a YWAM base, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's completely normal, that's completely okay. But uh, I think that um, something that has been uh, really helpful for me, at least, um, it has been to always keep uh, the curiosity on and to always mm. keep on asking questions instead of assuming things and um and also to be very very aware of comparison uh because i feel like mm. comparison will be probably one of the first things that we need to deal with when it comes to learning something new you know why do i want to learn uh to speak another language is it because i really want to serve the the country and the in the places where God may call me to be, or is it because I just want to show off that I know uh, mm. uh, some other languages or or something like that? You know, um, I think that we need to keep um, our minds and our thoughts very very aligned with humility, and
2: mm.
1: and of course always bringing love into the equation. I think that,
0: mm.
1: that it's it's amazing, you know. Even in the Bible, we have so many places where we can see. Um, that reminder just saying uh there's no no worth on knowing so many things you know it's worthless and uh but if you put love on it it's going to be great you know <laughs> so so just always keeping curiosity on and um not allow the enemy to bring comparison or even ourselves to to allow those kind of thoughts in our minds mm. um, i think that's that's very important and it has been very helpful for me
0: mm. Mm-hmm. that's really good i, I think that um that's where knowing or having a clear conviction of your unique tapestry of identity i think is really important and that's where liam's article really comes to life i think because once you go through the journey of discovering your god-given gifts your god-given um talents who you are as a unique person, then you begin to more appreciate other people, right? As opposed to compare yourself to them. Um, one of the things that I love to cultivate in my personal and work life is co-creation. And so that really highlights that for me, it's knowing that when I, when I don't have something, I look to other, another person and I say, look, we can collaborate, we can co-create together. Um, instead of uh, you know try to do it and maybe compare myself to them but I think that that's a really good thought to keep our curiosity turned on awesome Alicia what about you what are some practices or experiences you have or even just where does your mind go to when you think about how to embody
2: this um, lifelong learning into life yeah. um, actually, something I was thinking of when Juan was speaking was something a friend of mine or a co-worker said yesterday was approaching um life with curiosity over suspicion. And I just thought that really encapsulated what it's like to be a learner with love, like you were saying. Um, especially when we're entering other cultures. I mean, in YWAM, we are always going to new places. We are often moving our entire lives to new places and relearning an entirely different culture than our own. And to approach something where you're curious, and that is the first um, kind of emotion or action rather than being suspicious of it, especially with new people that we meet. I think that's a great way to develop that love. Um, and humility within learning so yeah I just thought that was really great what you were saying um, uh, in my own life one thing that comes to mind is I've always kind of just wanted to invite others into my learning I think that kind of naturally flowed out of me where it's if I'm learning something new I want others to know about it as well and that's often looked like hosting a documentary night um, within our community and discussing those things, or having a book club and going through new ideas and processing new uh, ways to view the world together. I think that's kind of helped me to also be a learner is when others are doing it with me. So um, kind of looking in how to create practical spaces for that to exist in our um, in our base has, yeah, been something that I've found really valuable mm-hmm. So, yeah
0: yeah and I think that that highlights the importance of why we learn right it's not mm-hmm. just for us it's also to serve people and to be right. a blessing to people so inviting I think if people don't even do that naturally that would be something a great leader could start to practice to say how can I create space for others to be part of this uh, because there's so much you create a different atmosphere um and a different inspiration perhaps for for your community and the people that you're leading really really great um I thought that the the sort of I don't know if it was a QA and a slash article with Carl Tinian and other people there was interesting in terms of looking at what learning looks at in different stages of life right so mm-hmm. what 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 does learning look like when i'm 20 as opposed to 30 as opposed to 40 right if if i uh, separate the eight um the decades that way but there was something interesting that i found in within that uh, but what are your thoughts in terms of um does learning look different in different stages of life, or should it look different? Um, I don't know if you guys had a chance to read that article, but uh, what are some of your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I think that it it will be yeah, I, I, I will say yes, you need to you need to look at yourself and in your capacities, depending on the season that you are, you know. Um, I think that there are opportunities out there that we need to to learn how to recognize and and take on specific moments and specific times in life. And if we don't, uh, we'll probably end up saying like, oh, I wish I would have done that seminar at that time. You know, now I don't have time, now I have a family and I have kids that I need to take care of. and. And it's not the same season of life, you know? And so I think that we do need to learn how to recognize those seasons of life and what it's being offered uh, around us. Um, because we can learn, yes, from our leaders, we can learn from from other staff, but we can also learn from like short-term staff. We can learn from anybody really um, in any occasion. So it's not just like looking at, Ah, uh, who is this person that has uh, a voice in my life that can teach me and what can I learn from them? But honestly, just be looking at every everything around you and how can you learn from from that and from them. Mm-hmm. Um, so Carl, I think he uses the example of uh how much he learned through one of the experiences that he had on outreach and when he was leading the outreach um of a DTS. And that reminded me and um highlight it again something that most of our staff share with us and it's how much they learn the first time they they staff at DTS and yeah. so it's um it's putting into practice things that you have heard of that you have learned will will help you develop some go deeper in the understanding also and so I do I do believe that um yeah putting putting into practice is something that we need to to learn how to do more because we get so much information around ourselves nowadays and so easy. Um, that is just a matter of how to put that into practice and recognizing the timing for those.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's really great. Uh, what are your thoughts, Alicia, if you have any? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree with what he was just saying. That's exactly what I was thinking. And also just recognizing in processing in this moment right now of, okay, well, how does it look like, how does learning look like for me um, compared to what it looked like 10 years ago? And yeah, just seeing even that it actually looks a lot more specific and uh, mm-hmm. recognizing that as I've known the Lord in a much deeper way than I did 10 years ago, I also know myself a bit more and what I actually think I need to learn more about and what my heart really thrives in and who God created me to be and what my ministry calling is, it kind of narrows down that learning into a deeper, more specific um, desire as well. And so, yeah, I'm even just kind of verbally processing that right now. So, um, but it's such, it's such great content to, to think about all these things.
0: Yeah. yeah no I I think it's a great question because it's not just about yeah. like your lit- literal like age or years yeah. it's also about mm-hmm. maturity and growth right, right. Yeah. and I know that for me personally learning looks completely different than when I was in my 20s for example yeah. Uh, because I was much broader like much more like I was exploring a lot of things and yeah. at this stage in my life I'm like okay I need to get good at something I want to become yeah. an expert in something <laughs> so you yeah. know it becomes quite niche I don't just want to be the person that knows a little bit about everything I want to get really good at something right right um, mm-hmm. and it and I think it's a tension because of course we're not trying to say that learning stops or has a ceiling at any point mm-hmm. in life but it's good to be wise in how we navigate different seasons, different seasons depending on where God is leading us, right? So uh, wow. if I, if I, I, I am a, a writer and a designer, it's like, okay, how can I get really good at that? And maybe I, at some point in my life, I would be interested in exploring my love for food and nutrition and like thinking about what, how to grow food um, in 2023 right or in an an, and what that means is that it's in an ever-changing climate and maybe i will go there but for now to be able to say hey like that looks different because it's more niche i think it's it's worthy of consideration yeah Yeah. um in i don't i mean i imagine that you guys work with people like Alicia, you work with like that development and all of that, when uh, you are part of a base leadership or community leadership, like what have you guys noticed or seen in terms of people that cultivate this um, habit of learning continually, as opposed to people that don't?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think um, I think one of the consequences of having so much information and so accessible for everyone is that um, at least from what I can notice uh, on the newer generations that are coming up now is that they are great at answering questions but there's no such desire like uh, uh, what what we were talking about. There's no such desire to go deep into Really understanding a topic and really devoting yourself and your time and your effort into one topic or maybe a I mean a big topic or whatever multiple subjects, but something that is gonna be that is gonna go deep down, you know, and so um it's very easy for people to google answers these days, you know what uh, mm. and then, <laughs> so and so that's that's what we see now is just the consequences of having so much information is mm. making people um go less deep uh Mm. into into the research of of things you know in in, in, even in the understanding of ourselves you know we just simply google why do i feel like this (laughs) and then (laughs) we just read a bunch of information from experiences from people that have no similarities with ourselves you know we just Mm -hmm. believe so much on on what google is going to show us what these research are going to show up to us and then we end up believing things that may be lies for us you know we we are all very different we come from different cultures and things are going to impact us in different ways and so i i see that as um yeah just a recognition of what the new generations are struggling with and um and so something that we've tried to do when um when people are joining our, our 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 staff or our team um is simply something that we decided to call the five and the five are things that will hopefully allow the person to to learn something about our cult, like the culture where we live in and in the churches and history and all that stuff and, and the five are very simple it's join a church join um uh, a hobby where you can develop something that you like to do you know uh, painting sports uh, whatever reading club whatever it is um join a ministry that was not created by by YWAM, but that it's found, funded by a church local church or something like that um learn the language and um invite a friend to go out you know if you we may friends and in, in, in any of these different places where we find ourselves. And uh, so just invite a friend to go out. And that's very um, helpful. And it has inspired people to want to learn more about the culture, you know, and they discover, oh, the Greeks did this this way. And when we go shopping, we need to talk to the people like like this, you know, in this way. And it's not, um, we need to be more polite with older people than with younger people. And so those are things that you learn only by experiencing, by going deep into into the understanding of a culture like that, you know, but all those are, are things that hopefully will go help the person go deep on discovering the culture that they are, that, and it will give them hopefully also an example of how to go deep on a subject or something that they need to learn. Yeah. Mm.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I love that that example highlights like the importance of practice you sort of you have to practice Mm -hmm. the things that you think you believe in or even the things that you are sure you believe in because it's when you practice that you sort of go do I how can I apply this how can I think about this in Sort of a multi dimensional way and not just have ideas in my head that are disconnected to reality, um, but testing, testing information, testing knowledge. And as believers uh, in Jesus, going, actually, how can I go beyond that, right? How can I turn this into wisdom? How can I turn this into a blessing for other people? So I really love uh, what you shared, Juan, because I think it really highlights the one of our values, first do, then teach, right? You, you've got mm-hmm. to practice this stuff, you've got to embody it. That's mm-hmm. really good, thank you. Um, Alicia, some thoughts?
2: Yeah, I love those five things, that's such a great idea. Um, and I think that just highlights the fact that if we're not in this culture of being a lifelong learner, we're kind of stuck in this comfort zone. That we can, it's easy to just stay in, honestly, especially if you're in a different culture or a place where you don't feel as comfortable um, to just kind of hold on to those things that give you comfort and make you feel at home. And it's those things that you've had your entire life and not really move out of uh, into new things. And I'm even thinking back, you know, in my early 20s when I was doing intensive language courses. That, you know, having to go out on the streets and talk to people and try and take risks like that, that season of my life really created a boldness within me that I did not have before. And it created this kind of humility that I did not have before of I'm failing many times. And, um, and it's all because of this, this language learning culture that I was in for so long that created this you know ability to take risks in other areas of my life later on in life because I was curious about those new things and I had already uh, kind of had this desire in my heart because of the season I had went through and so um, just reflecting on how how being an intensive culture of learning can really develop characteristics in yourself that you didn't really have before Mm -hmm. Um, and so yeah that's kind of what I've yeah I've been thinking about yeah it's like
0: if you the difference i would from what you say said alicia is if you learn if you cultivate this sort of rhythms of lifelong mm-hmm. learning in your life, you build character, right, and I think that's right. a very solid biblical thought that mm-hmm. uh we Paul in Romans talks about this sort of, you you build character through suffering, through experiences. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. um, in, I work with our university quite closely and part of the journey is to say to the students, this is not just about the information you're learning or the skill. You've got to pay attention to your character building. Like, is it growing? Is it active and alive? And are you being transformed through your character Uh, To represent who God is and and what His kingdom stands for. Um, But thank you. These are really, really great thoughts. Like uh, I think we can slowly start wrapping up. Like uh, what would be a last thought um, or a last sort of nugget of wisdom that you can leave with people that are listening slash slash watching us right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, we do have a great opportunity in YWAM um, because we operate in teams and we have so many different people around us. And I think that each person has something to learn or to teach. And and even if we ourselves don't feel like we have something to give uh, or, or, or we're just looking for something to learn, or it's sometimes even difficult to find motivation to learn some new things, you know, having people around you and um, that maybe don't lack like that motivation that, that that you lack, you know, and, and they're willing and maybe take risks as as you were saying, make them maybe willing to take bigger risks that you are, and um, just just go go with them, you know, see, uh, see what what are people doing, how are they learning things and. And try with them, you know, we don't need to do this alone necessarily, especially in Y1. Um We can do it in teams, you know, we can go and invite somebody, hey, do you want to come and in, in, in go to this place and in, 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 in speak more Greek or whatever language uh, you're learning, you know, or do you want to um, go and join this group or, or do something together with people and that may be a good motivational um, aspect for you to keep on learning. And. And again, just addressing things with curiosity, asking questions, not assuming, not comparing yourself mm-hmm. um, and, and knowing that that's how we are, um, that we were built, you know, we were built like that from, from God, that we get that curiosity from God, we get that desire to learn more things and uh, from God. And so we should cherish that on our minds and on our thoughts and and always look for more from, from that aspect, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a really great thought. You don't have to do this on your own, right? Like you can take your own part, but you can also welcome and invite people into that. Um, really, really great thoughts.
2: Uh, Alicia? Yeah, that, that actually sparked a, a thought in me of kind of being more intentional about, are there people around me that I can learn from? Um, what are the things that people around me carry really strongly Mm -hmm. in their life and in knowing who God is or in how they do a specific thing or what they're teaching. And um, yeah, are there specific people I want to learn from and how can I do that in this next season? And Mm -hmm. that just builds, first of all, it is creating lifelong learning habits in yourself, but it's also building relationships and building community and um, yeah, learning from each other. So that's kind of what I am taking away from that.
0: Yeah, that's a beautiful thought. And I would add to your thought, Elisa, that you can, people can also ask themselves, and we can all ask ourselves, what, what could I teach other people? What could I share with mm, other people? Yeah. Right. Because yeah. um, I, I teach, and I know that every time I, I, I teach in whatever context, whether so I'm speaking for 15 minutes or so I'm teaching for two weeks. I always learn something as well in the process. Um, And so, to say, what does generosity look like for me to say I'm learning um, about hospitality? I'm getting new revelations. So, I'm, you know, learning about wisdom because I'm putting all this effort to learn and I'm getting revelations from God. How do I become generous with those? And I think that when we do both, we be we're intentional about who we can learn from but we're also saying who can i share with i think that that's Mm -hmm. a a holistic way to think about it and to welcome people into our process but also be available to be a blessing for other people's process but um but thank you so much Juan and Alisa i really enjoyed talking with you guys i think that you guys brought something unique to the table um, and little spark of thoughts and um, wisdom that we can all glean from, and, and sort of continue to process uh, even into the uh, the future, journeying through what it means to practice a life um, of uh, of learning. Uh, so we're going to wrap it up there. <laughs> um, and again, I want to say a big thank you, um, and for you guys, whether you're listening on a podcast platform or watching. Um, I would encourage you to go uh, back on the ELLC website and you know look at all their, uh, the other material that are, that is on there. Um, there's are great um, nuggets of wisdom that you that can help you in your journey. Um, and I will just wrap up by saying uh, make sure that you are intentionally cultivating uh, this habit of learning into your life um, that you are given, but also you are receiving. So have a a great uh, rest of the spring. It's spring in Switzerland, at least. We're slowly going into summer. So I hope everybody uh, enjoys um, the coming season. Bye-bye for now.